Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 43. It looks messy on paper, but it's going to be huge. My name's Josh Canal. <laughs> to my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Good evening, Josh, and <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the big uh, Box Cutter family listening out there in cyberspace. <laughs> wow, sorry. Messy on paper. Messy in real life. To my, <laughs> to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. You can Thanks have the, the other welcome. line, but not that one. Uh, not that one? No. Oh. I thought I was to say all your material tonight. Did I? Did I misunderstand? I think I misunderstood. I think I think you did. Do you want Do you want a letter to read out all of it later on in the show? No, that's right. That's that's all right. Uh, it's been a big week in television. It's always a very big week in television. Every week is it never ends. No, it doesn't. What's happened this week? Uh, I thought it was kind of quiet this week. There was the World Cup finale. It's no turkey slaps. No. Oh, okay. This is this is my first bit. For the show, I found out that actually, turkey slap is not went on. Not what went on. That a turkey slap is, and we were talking about this last week on on box cutters. If you missed it, check it out. Excellent episode. Uh, a turkey slap is when a penis is placed on top of a, a lady's head, mm-hmm. so that it hangs like on the hair. No, so that it hangs over onto the forehead. So it's like the comb on a turkey. The, the, but that's not a slap. Well, you're slapping it on, you know, like you, you know. But uh, what the boys did is colloquially known as a bitch slap. Really? Yes, yes. That was, uh, you know, you learn something every week, and that's what I learned this week. <laughs> Do you think they would have got kicked out if if it had just turned into an oral sex kind of session? Uh, no. Do you think that'd be okay? No, we discussed as long as one of them wasn't holding her down. If it was if it was consensual, it would be fine. But uh, even I'm with the three it. of them, especially with the three of them. <laughs> I, I don't know. And, I don't know what I'm for, for this week only, adults only. Back on! It's back <laughs> on, everybody. We we can't tell you why, but very exciting. And and we're not talking about uh, Big Brother on this week's episode of Box Cutters. Oh, but, we'll talk about it a little bit. But but there is uh, we will we're going to talk about the anger. The anger, right? Uh, but coming up, if, late, you, if you've seen my picture on the website. <laughs> You know that I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are, you're giving the finger in that picture. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I mostly looked at the face. I knew I was angry in the face, but I didn't realise I was giving the oh, finger. Oh, yeah, you're totally giving the finger in that picture. Well, well, don't you remember actually giving it when, when the photo was taken? Oh, I do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking but, uh, of which, uh, we're, we're putting out a call to our listeners uh, to send in their own pictures to go up on the blog. Uh, Kerry Boxcutter, Kibo, has uh, already sent in hers and it's up there. And yeah, and, and it's it's looking great. So check it out, boxcutters.net. You sound like some low grade biker magazine or something. <laughs> Send in pictures of yourself. Or pictures of your wives. <laughs> I love that. Ooh. <laughs> Listeners' wives. That's that's what we're gonna get. On the on boxcutters.net. Huge show. Extra we attention are... given to Turkey Slap pictures. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Emmys. Yes. Because the Emmy nominations have come out. We've mm-hmm. also got an I Don't Buy It. Some crap TV, a little talk about tech. Ross, I'm guessing you're going to have a rant at some stage during the show. Uh, maybe a few. Do we need a language warning? No, no, no. It, it's something a bit different, though. Okay. okay. Got some letters to box cutters. We mm-hmm. always love those. You can send your letters to hooray at boxcutters.net. And we're going to finish the whole thing off with some compelling content. <laughs> but 
to start the show. So wait for it. Yeah, it's right at the end. Yeah, none of it's none of the rest of it's compelling. Well, stay right to the end. It's compelling at the end. We've got the box cutters news. In boring but important news, earlier this week, the Prime Minister and his Cabinet have agreed on the media law changes as uh, defined by Senator Coonan and her cronies. The Minister for Communications. By the time you're hearing this podcast, more stuff will have happened about that, so why don't you read a paper? I didn't. What, what, I didn't bother doing anything on this because I thought we had a ban on Senator Coon and we weren't going to mention her anymore. No, 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 no. That's, no, that that's was Jessica, Jessica Rowe. Rowe. Oh, yes! right, right. Yes! <laughs> um, nice setup. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Apparently, uh, it, 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 uh, PBL um, asked for something. They were denied. Uh, Rupert Murdoch asked for something on foreign ownership. He was denied. Um, it seems to be a package that's just denying all the existing players, which is quite interesting, except for, from, especially except for, from this government. Except for Andrew O'Keefe, who uh, has been hired by the government to just say, no deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the whole news piece. It's, really, it's boring, but important. Okay. Let's move on. After you. Rockstar Supernova is uh, not getting off to a super start. Has it actually gone away as yet? Yeah, yeah. Don't have uh, the, uh, the first two weeks... Uh, have gone to air by the time we finish recording this podcast. Now, didn't the uh, the the second week of elimination will have in, done? Am I wrong in thinking that in week one, one of the contestants refused to sing? Y- you are incorrect in oh. thinking that. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the contestants, many of the contestants were unable to sing. <laughs> right, but <laughs> that's purely a talent problem. Yeah, yeah. I think I thought one turned it down, and said, oh, "I can't be bothered with this," and didn't sing. No, no, no. They they all sang. Oh, okay. They they all sang, unfortunately. This wasn't in the live part. This was in the pre-recorded in the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the, you're right. Mm. You're right. In the, the first thing they do, they all meet and they get taken into a studio where Supernova are recording one of their songs or laying down the, the music track for one of their songs and they invite each rock star nominee to come and create their own vocals over that track. And some people did it and it was great. Some people did it and it just sucked. And one guy just went, no, nah, I'm going to stand out by being silent. And what was, <laughs> what, what was the recording going to be for? Oh, just, just to see how they could you know, work on the fly and uh, how quickly they'd be able to come up with lyrics and how good they'd sound with the band itself. Uh, but really, it was, it was just an introductory piece. And this, oh, guy, okay. just went, this guy just went, no. Nah. Not going to do it. Everyone else... On a singing show, I won't sing. I won't sing. (laughs) Well, on top of that, a Southern Californian rock group, also dubbed Supernova, has alleged that they had the name first and has filed a complaint against the Mark Burnett-produced reality show. According to the lawsuit, the group first performed under the name Supernova in 1991, that's 15 years ago, releasing three full-length albums and several singles. Well, I've, I've got a friend whose name is Gilby Clark. Do you think he'd be able to, <laughs> to, to maybe see Gilby Clark? No, when was Gilby Clark around? Uh, well, this Gilby Clark is 50 years old. Mm-hmm. 
without Gilby Clark, I think is 45 years old. So... It's possible. Couldn't couldn't supernova. <laughs> oh, it was a different climate back then. There was there was less suing. Couldn't of I people. just change the ER to an A? <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Supernova. Supernova. They supernova. would if it was a soft drink. They would. <laughs> yeah. If there was if it was a soft drink, they would. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Change the ER to an A and the A to an ER. An attorney for uh, Mark Burnett's production house, Gary Hecker, has said that uh, the complaint is without merit. Saying that the company has a legal right to the name, although it's uh, yeah. bullshit. Uh, the, I, I think they should change their name, add a P, so that it becomes Supernova. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying Supernova. <laughs> Superpnova. <laughs> Pursuernova. <laughs> well, silent P at the beginning, ah, like, yeah, like Carology. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. and I could say we've had that all along. <laughs> uh, in local news. Rove is apparently a little upset this week after he and Belinda, Belinda Emmett's well, they want faces babies, don't they? Was I, I saw that on one of the weekly across Women's glosses. Weekly saying how they want uh, how they want babies desperately. Uh, apparently, it was all a whole lot of cold so, what, quotes. Send, send your babies into <laughs> what PO, PO box. <laughs> well, apparently, Women's Weekly hadn't done an interview with them at all, and it was just a whole lot of cold quotes from other sources, some of them several years old. And so, with, hang on, this, uh, is, this is published after uh, Rove's piece in the Sunday magazine where he was interviewed about... Or the Melbourne Monthly magazine. Sorry, the, the Melbourne magazine, yeah. yeah. Which mm-hmm. I'm guessing would also have been in the Sydney magazine because mm-hmm. they're the same magazine with a different cover page. Uh, where he was saying, yeah, a lot of magazines just pull quotes from other magazines and put together their own story. And this yeah. is exactly what Women's Weekly have done. Yeah, yep. yeah. And this comes hot in the heels of uh, Trisha Broadbridge, who, uh, wife of tsunami victim... Uh, and Melbourne footballer. Melbourne footballer, Troy Broadbridge, uh, who she's now going out with Ryan Phelan, and she did a puff piece, which I think it was New Idea uh, Sports Tonight. And, uh, yeah, I think it was a puff piece that she did, but uh, the headline came out, How Ryan Saved Me or Ryan Saved My Life or something similar, (laughs) which was a quote that had never passed her lips. (laughs) And, yeah, she was furious about it, but what could she do at that point? So do Rove and Belinda not want babies? No, well, according to the Melbourne Magazine article, uh, they do, but they've never really spoken about it. They've, you know, it's... As far as and they don't want Women's Weekly telling them that they want babies. Yeah. And, and I believe I, I saw that uh, article earlier today. I believe that uh, the issue is that it, the article in Women's Weekly doesn't actually point out that they didn't speak to Rove, mm, yep. but it sounds exactly like they spoke to Rove, and it doesn't give any uh, attribution to any of the quotes. No. And the quotes are taken out of context. Yeah, and so it feels like it's just this brand new interview that they've done with them. Wow, that is so dodgy. Yeah. That is so dodgy. Hmm. But, you know, they, they, they show pictures of celebrities without their makeup looking just really roby. Women's Weekly don't. Oh, you know, they're all... That's a classy magazine. Same, they're all in the same spit bucket in my book. I love Women's Weekly's centrefold knitting fold-out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey, uh, at the BBC, they have a new chairman, Michael Grade, and he wants more belt-tightening at the uh, broadcaster. He, uh, he says... Uh, sorry, finance, finance director... This is in the UK. This is in the UK, the BBC. They're nowhere else. Nowhere else has a BBC. Oh, BBC World. Uh, there's a BBC channel on cable here, isn't there? That's all BBC. That's the BBC that all comes out of 
the BBC. But is it all from London? Uh, it's all head office in London. Okay. Oh, yeah. I made up a verb. <laughs> I'm so on head. the ball. No, no, no office. Oh. Uh, yeah, he wants, he wants uh, more tightening, uh, especially uh, with BBC One. He says that... Uh, he goes on to, to say that uh, BBC's overall performance uh, this year included fewer repeats. And he wants to aim to, towards a target of 5% repeats for the whole year which I think is fantastic. He's actually urging the BBC to take more creative risks and, uh, and praising the digital channels, uh, CBBS and CBBC. CBBS. Say that when you're drunk. Yeah, that's the, that's the uh, child's channel. It's, it's for young children, like Ross's child. Babies. Would love CBBS and uh, CBBC, which is hard. Uh, they actually What's some CBBC? Popular- it's a, a more grown-up... <laughs> CBBC, not just it's, BBC. It's, no, CBBC, it's a more grown-up digital channel. Okay. So these are both digital-only channels okay. from the BBC. They both axed popular shows to make room for new ideas. But uh, the finance director, Zarin Patel, said that the licence fee, which they still have to pay... Yep, it's about 80 quid a year, I think. UK, which I had no idea. I, yeah. I really thought that was outlawed or something. No. Uh, it, that that raised more than five point four billion dollars for the first time, because of more efficient collection, and uh, and fewer evasions, and the uh, commercial arm, which is BBC Worldwide. Maybe maybe they've given the sheriffs over there the uh, the anti-terror law powers. Maybe so if you don't pay your license fee, then they can lock you up for, for three weeks without actually telling anybody yeah. <laughs> or making any charges. See, apparently BBC Worldwide uh, delivered $160.2 million in profits. Of course, in their money, that would all be pounds, but uh, I'm reading this out of variety, so that's what US dollars. Profit, so it should be ploughing that back into content. So which which so, is what they want. This is what they want to do. Yeah, what so they he's talking about, is, pro- about the BBC producing new content or buying in new content? Producing new, riskier Just content. producing. To, to try to build up their audiences, he actually wants to take risks and try new things. Risks. This is, I'm, I'm just saying this, maybe because somebody from the ABC is listening. That's, I'm just thinking, <laughs> maybe the idea of putting more money into taking risks and getting more viewers well, the might ABC, be a good idea. The ABC doesn't make a profit. The ABC like, runs off the sniff of an oily rag I know. because it's, been, it's, it's had its budget just downgraded eternally um but uh i assume that it would also be co-productions like the the scintillating excellent production of uh honey we're killing the kids which i had a look at last night well actually things like dancing with the stars have made quite a lot of money for the bbc licensing Um, for for other series in other countries yes which uh, in the uk was called strictly come dancing (laughs) <laughs> Fantastic. Speaking of the BBC, uh, the Doctor oh, Who. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I finished that. The Doctor Who finale hit a nice figure of seven point seven million minute. viewers. It just started. It was on in the B- on the BBC. Are, oh. are you, do you want me to draw you a map of how this conversation? You guys are talking gone? like we're living in the UK. <laughs> we're talking about the B- It's oh, Brent. Brett, 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 yeah, but we're Brett, talking Brett. about Doctor Who and it just started, like the, the Christmas special was just on on Saturday. Uh, it does continue on uh, Saturdays at 7.30 on the ABC. Yeah, which is good. Did you guys like the new Doctor? 
Uh, you know what? I, I missed it. I thought it was oh, cheesy really? as for about the... F- how long does it run? Like 54 minutes or something? Yeah. Something I like. thought it was cheesy as for the first half hour, probably. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor woke up mm-hmm. and, yeah. He, and it was I, all I a dream. To. But, you know, there was so little of the doctor. He was... Yeah. And, is he a short and then, man? He's playing the doctor. <laughs> David Tennant, I think his name is. Right. But he's regular size. But this is what I was complaining about uh, previously on Box Cutters, that it's more the Rose show with a bit of the Doctor. But she's going. And, yeah, that's, and, that, and that, less... that will change when Bill, Billy Piper leaves. Thank God. But uh, I thought it was all right. I thought it was fairly similar to last year and, and enjoyable. And yeah, I thought anyway, it was good. Anyway, speaking of Christmas, is Santa Claus coming to town? No, you just broken my line. Oh, I was going to tell you I'm that uh, Satan is a good man. Uh Santa is a Goodman. John Goodman has signed on to play Santa Claus. <clears throat> wait, 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 Brett, we'll try that again. So, Brett, do you have any in news other, about other, Christmas? In, <laughs> in other news, Satan is a good man. Ah, I'm sorry, that should read, Santa is a Goodman. John Goodman has signed on to play Santa Claus in a live-action remake of the 1974 claymation flick The Year Without Santa Claus. Um, well, that's a small role then. <laughs> well, no, obviously he's off in the Bahamas or something, sunning himself rather than toiling over elves. Bill, damn you, build! <laughs> I, I vote no more news items introduced by Brett. <laughs> I second that. All in favour, aye. It'll also star Chris Catton from uh, Saturday Night Live, Eddie Griffin from Deuce Bigelow and Mel Chris Gigolo, Catan. And Ethan Suplay. Suplay. From oh, my yeah. name is L. Is he Crab Man? No, no, no. He's um, is he the brother. Brother. Okay. Mm. I w- I'd like to see John Goodman play a live action version of Robot Santa from Futurama. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Could, I'd that... like to see Crab Man play Santa. Yeah, but you're weird and, and strange. <laughs> He's got the good hair for it. <laughs> weird and strange. Ross. Hey. Oh, oh, oh. What? <laughs> it's not the first time Goodman has portrayed Father Christmas. He voiced Santa in 1998's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the movie, and produ- provided the voice for a murderous mechanical Saint Nick in Futurama. Right! <laughs> that was worth eyeing over. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't actually read all that article right. before I came in. Oh, you didn't, you didn't read the news before you came in and started <laughs> doing the news? No. I, just, I just did it for the intro. Toya. <laughs> It's Which was all, seamless. It was seamless. It's all gone to shit. <laughs> Toyota is to become the first advertiser in Australia to launch expandable adverts. Please explain. I'd love an expandable advert. The, uh, they're interactive that are going to, and they're going to screen on Foxtel this month. And basically it's going to divert viewers away from the original, the original channel to a dedicated advertiser location or dal at the touch of a remote control button uh so this one's the toyota ads that reenact the famous afl moments so on demand if you're watching an ad you're able to press a button and go into about three or four minutes of content about that ad oh that's great you reckon what happens to the show it seems ridiculous no you you get taken somewhere else the show goes along without you and what if you've got what if what how does that work with iq i have no idea like if I, if if, you, if you've got an IQ, you're going to stay on the show you're watching. No, but if you're recording it on Foxtel's IQ system, uh-huh. which is the digital the PVR basically, mm. um, does does IQ follow you as you change channel, or does it continue 
recording the show that you're watching so that you can then go back to IQ and uh, watch it in, that's, in that's catch a good, up. That's a good question, and my answer is yes. One of the things that, <laughs> that I like about that is for a while on Foxtel, you have been able to press red during some ads, mm-hmm. and it says press red for more information. But you end up pressing red, and it says, if you want to know more about this, uh, press, you know, select. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we'll start billing you. And we'll start billing you 55 cents. Really? For pressing Pretty select. Mm. Yes. Mm. So, so the idea that you could actually get more content for free because an advertiser is already paying for it, yeah. uh, that... I think that's that's a much better use of that system. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, they expect this to develop with addressable ads that can target according to the uh, subscriber's location and personal details. And also, this one actually sounds pretty good to me. They're, if you're watching music clips or, or films, they'll send you to a site where you'll be able to buy the uh, buy the music or buy the DVD. Oh, see, that's, I, I see, like that, that. See, that makes sense. That's useful use of I think, that usefulness. But I think it's exploitative to, to actually charge people for that. It's like this SMS yeah, this, that I... the point is that this, we're not charging. I mean, that's the... Well, you do once you press that button that says we're going to bill you 55 cents per... No, no, the point is that with these Toyota ads, right. they're not doing that. They shouldn't be, yeah. But if it goes... There, um, but that that's a bit like this uh, SMS that I received last... Friday from no 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 nobody that I know. Goodbye, Nick. Thanks for the five minutes on a one nine double seven four double seven four. So a premium SMS uh, service. Just this random SMS. The number of people that that would have replied to that saying, eh, "What do you mean, Nick? Nick's not here." It's and it's it, a raw. It charged you like fifty bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but. I have told you, Brett, not to put your mobile phone number on your MySpace account. My mobile phone number's where were you? Also, speaking of ads, Nielsen in the uh, in the US, so the cousin of the man with, with the chicken. chicken. So I'm not sure what their system over there is, but it's quite different. So it's... What do you mean you're not sure? I've gone through the American rating system. Sweeps. Time and time yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we've got a man with a chicken. I'm not sure what they've got. Oh, oh, I don't, I don't know because their farming practices are just bizarre yeah, over there. Yeah. No, it's just with a chicken and a broom. That's why they call them sweeps. Oh, okay. Hey. okay. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, they're going to track whether people actually watch the commercials or not. But Channel 9 have already done that. No, no. They, they plugged people's brains into a television. <laughs> Putting aside Channel Nine study, which says actually more people watch the ads, <laughs> uh, there it's long been considered that people switch off during the ads. Duh. Uh, at the moment, Nielsen rates the entire programs, and so there's no way of telling whether people switch off during the ads or not. They think that this will have quite a big impact on the amount of advertising dollars coming into television simply because if advertisers advertisers rates are based on the figures for the show not the figures for the ads that's so that's if, great. It, if it drops a lot then they'll get that's, a lot less money so that's be, yeah, yeah i can't wait for television to get a lot less money hmm. well it'll be the only winners there are nielsen they're yeah. the only winners in that system mm. so I, i'm saying to everyone who's listening to this in the united states from now on or that'll probably be from the fall season on don't switch channels during ads. Just leave the room. It doesn't really matter. Only the three people with the people meters who decide the hundred million. Okay, so have if, to watch. if you have a people meter, 
just leave the room. Oh, no, no, Nielsen don't do people meters. Oh, they do for the for non-sweeps, but for sweeps, they actually fill out forms. Oh, yeah. diary system. Diary system. It's wow. So they're going to be making checkboxes in their diaries. That's- did you watch the ads? Speak- Did you like it? Is there, <laughs> is there going to be a short test afterwards? Speaking of checkboxes, entertainment television is giving a thumbs up to The Simple Life. E have bought the rights. It has nothing to do with checkboxes, Brett. Just let, you know, don't roll your eyes. I know. No, no, Surely not that's, another series that's of up The Simple Life. Another series of The Simple but Life. But they hate each other. I know. Fox have sold the rights to E. So the E channel is now going to produce another series of The Simple Life. With Nicole Richie and Paris. When did he start doing it? Was it the beginning of season four? I believe so. And it was between series three and series four that they had the falling out. No, uh, it moved from Fox to E just a month ago. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, And uh, and the uh, E CEO uh, was expected to announce the renewal. So they pretty much knew what they were getting into. Um, They they haven't confirmed uh, Nicole or Paris for this series, though. No. And allegedly what happened between Paris and Nicole is Nicole had a screening party of A Night in Paris, the Paris Hilton sex tape. Allegedly. That's that's hilarious. See, I think Nicole Richie is a lot of fun. I watch a bit of The Simple Life and I go, yeah, that's quite fun. Yeah. But... uh, Although you kind of worry that she might get broken in half. She's so skinny now. Yeah, although she's, you know, she puts on weight and she takes off weight. This one is uh, going to be called, because they've all got their own subtitles, uh, this one is going to be called Till Death Do Us Part. Ah, so they've gone with, I think their original title was Flogging a Dead Horse. <laughs> <laughs> According to Crikey and their website, uh, Business Sunday host Ellie Moore, who left Business Sunday... Uh, oh, that answers that question from a few weeks ago of who hosts Business Sunday. In the wake of uh, the cuts and, and Sunday having all its producers and uh, reporters. And my Sunday Business Sunday joke. Got rid of? What was that? Oh, just go on. <laughs> it's not my fault that you don't pay attention during the show. Ellie Moore will be hosting Late Line Business, a 30-minute program on the ABC from the 14th of August. They'll be uh, talking about business after Late Line, the fantastic oh, ABC current affairs show oh, with excellent. Tony Jones. Speaking and sometimes fa- uh, Maxine McHugh. Speaking of fantastic current affairs shows, uh, South Park is... Uh, <laughs> Is back in the. We good don't books. have to have links for every single story. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes... Did you see the way I did it? According to Crikey, I just came in apropos of nothing. You were having a bit of a chuckle over there. Yep, yeah, I just wanted to take attention away from you, back to me. Okay. In you any can, way I could, you can just talk. People will go with you. According to Variety. dot com, Comedy Central has scheduled a July nineteen air date for the missing South Park episode. Trapped in the Closet, which has aired here in Australia. This is, this is the Tom Cruise. This is the Tom Cruise oh, did episode. did it not air at all? I thought it aired once, but they didn't repeat it. Did it did not. And it didn't screen in the UK. To, according to this, it did not air at all. Oh, I thought it had aired too, because yeah. how else would... How, did Tom just hear about it? He, he must have. Uh, oh. uh, uh, Parker and... Uh, let's, Lewis. Well, Parker and Stone... <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're told the episode was yanked at the time because Tom Cruise was displeased. Uh, apparently, at the time, Tom Cruise was in the middle of launching Mission Impossible 3 for Paramount and Viacom, owns both the network and the film studio. Mm-hmm. But 
Matt Stone said that it's true we're not as big as Tom Cruise, but we've done two movies for Viacom and 10 years of South Park episodes, and this has been our home. If they hadn't put the episode back on the air, we'd have had some serious issues and we wouldn't be doing anything else with them. Oh. So that seems to have repaired their relationship. Now, out of that, uh, I can't remember if it was one of you guys that I was talking about this with. The whole the whole Isaac Hayes leaving in a half mm-hmm. thing from South Park. Did we discuss that he'd actually had a stroke and didn't actually make any of the statements? And the Church of Scientology made all of the statements on behalf of Isaac Hayes? Oh, yes, we did. I, th- I think, we, yeah, we discussed that on I the think show. that was just rumours at that point, though. That, that he hadn't actually said them, that it was a spokesman saying them all. No, but we discussed it as truth on the show. Oh, really? Rumours or not, we discussed them as truth. <laughs> that the COS had done it. Yes. Did, uh, did either of you happen to see any of the local ads for South Park on SBS during the World Cup coverage? No. No. Oh, it was quite interesting because they were using bits from Bloody Mary which was the episode that they didn't screen here. Yes. And the whole thrust of the ad was offending everybody equally. And they then said, oh, special run of, you know, special South Parks is coming up. And so I thought, well, maybe they're going to show the one that they had that they had previously banned. And isn't it interesting that they're actually using footage from that ad, some of it which is what I'm assuming it was banned for, uh, to to advertise it, and then yeah, and then showing this this special run supposedly. The special run I think starts on Monday night, but it starts with Tally. Now Tally's a great episode, but which that's, that's first, hardly a special run the episode. The first Tally or the second Tally episode? I assume it's the first one. What's it's just tally? called Tally. Oh well, then the, the second one. Remember to bring a towel. The second one, Tally only makes a brief <laughs> appearance, and that's the one where they go and capture Osama bin Laden. Ah, okay. No, no. This is a full on. This is the full right. on tally. It, it's it's a great episode. Don't forget to bring a towel. So with butters? No, it's with tally. It was with tally. He's a new character. Hey, he's, sp- the, he's the worst character ever. <laughs> Speaking of uh, SBS, what were the uh, results from the soccer? Ross? Well, I just wanted to say congratulations to SBS for their coverage of the World Cup didn't, soccer. I thought they did a fantastic. Didn't job. they do a great job? Except for that whole final. Where you know they had an hour before the kickoff, and I woke up too early. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can read about it all on boxcutters.net. I, I yes, so yes. how's it go? A valid, a valid comment. <laughs> <laughs> See, they, but they did they did a great job, and their coverage was excellent. And they, it's great to see that after what was his name, Mark, uh, one of the commentators on the couch. After he uh, fell asleep on the couch during the uh, Australia-Italy game, he uh, he was no longer seen. Oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he was just... I think he was lying down was on the Was that the young one who just kept on leaning yeah, further yeah, and further? Yeah, but he was like lying down out of despair at the <laughs> at the end of the Australia-Italy game, and uh, and we never saw him again. Yeah. Uh, it was well, maybe great. it was, it was the Australian special comments, dude. No, they got other Australian special comments too, did Yeah. It was a great night, Sunday night, for uh, sports viewing with the World Cup final and before that, the Wimbledon final, which was a great final between Nadal and uh, Federer as well, which was a great game. So, Where, where was, was Yannick Noah playing? Where, no, where did he come in? I think you're, I think you're a little <laughs> bit behind. Ivan Landau? No. Nobody uh, can beat Ivan Landau. <laughs> Not while he's using Rexona. But... Uh, <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of the World Cup final, uh, SBS actually did very well out of it. They for the final they had seven thousand 
200 and... No. <laughs> 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 they had a lot of viewers. <laughs> peaking at 1.39 million. So, oh, that, so that is fantastic. 700,000 and something. something like that. Uh, around the time of the uh, infamous headbutt, I would think that would have been, at about 639. Um, so, and that wouldn't count. That would not include... The thousands of people who were... That's it. All the people who are out on the streets watching at Federation Square or, or Ligon Street or, or uh, you know, the Leichhardt District in Sydney or wherever else. So um, congratulations to SBS on that. The total, in total, 8.8 million people tuned into the broadcast over the month and that's a 47% increase in uh, from 1998 uh, when it was staged in France, which is a similar time zone. Uh, but it's down a little on the 10.8 million that watched it, the 2002. But 2002 was it partly was on. It was in Korea, better timeline, and it was partly on Channel Nine. Yeah, so, yeah. So congratulations to SBS. And uh, and There's... in what what you've done all your news, I've crossed it all out. No, I haven't. Yeah, you have. No, I haven't. You have. No. You mentioned three no. things. There's another Big Brother tragedy. No, there's Australia's, more soccer news. Australia's favourite house. Brett, rate there is more soccer news. Has been voted out. Fuck you, Perry. She's gone. She was she was the bestest best housemate ever. You reckon? In what sense? In and she's gone news. already. <laughs> uh, the Football Federation of Australia is expected to explode an opening in its one hundred and twenty million dollar broadcast rights package with pay TV operator Fox Sports, and they're going to develop a highlights package that would allow sections of the Asian Cup matches. Uh, featuring the Socceroos to be shown on free-to-air next year. And in related sports news, uh, apparently there was a rumour last week that uh, Channel 9 have signed a deal to show National Basketball League games, but Channel 9 this week said no deal had been done. The NBL's existing contract with Fox Sports still has another two years to run. Um, Didn't Channel 10 dump NBL a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think and so. Was, and was and, seen and as a, as, NBA. As a NBA's big gone a while back. Yeah, but... What's NBA? Well, the American one. That's the American one. Well, yeah. But, but the thing is, I mean, Channel NBA 9 has, has no sport left. The problem with Channel 10 dropping NBL is that as a national basketball competition, its profile just nosedived at mm-hmm. that point because mm-hmm. people couldn't actually keep up with their teams unless they were going to the games and you know, issues like that. So hopefully Channel 9 will pick it up. They put it on in the middle of the night, I would assume, if they did pick it up. Or Saturday Arvos or... Yeah, possibly. Brett, yeah, do you have any more surprise say. news? No. <laughs> okay. Hey, a, few, a few months ago now, we were talking about uh, JTV and their, the sort of shows that they were going to produce. From the J's. the ABC, from the Triple J. They have announced that they are doing a couple of shows to bookend Rage on Friday night, Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Friday night one is just going to be called JTV and it's going to be interviews and clips and feature most of their regular DJs. And the Saturday morning one is going to be called Recovery. (laughs) And the Saturday morning one is going to be called JTV Super Request. Friday night is going to be called the 10.30 slot, Saturday morning, Recovery. (laughs) And they're going to play the top 20 songs from Super Requests and a few few kind of other bits and pieces meanwhile on abc2 they will be screening jtv xl which is just jtv but longer but, but, but bigger but bigger but for With fat people more fat yep jtv live jtv docos and jtv comedy so right. yeah quite a bit of content there from triple jtv so are they going to stop uh, screening the glass house on friday nights the repeats there probably or? 
Because if you think about it, they've got the Friday movie, they've got Chaser, they've got the Late Line, mm-hmm. Glass House, and then they were going straight into this is, Rage. Or are they starting Rage later on? This is starting in a couple of weeks. No, I think it will go into Glass House slot or even before. Uh, this is starting, yeah, I think it starts end of July. So it figures down for Glass House? I have no idea. Do some homework first. <laughs> Tell us next week. Sorry, I came in with this news item. I was completely unprepared. I should, have, I should have had a witty intro like Satan not good man. <laughs> and lastly in the news... Satan uh, is a good man. A couple of weeks ago in response to uh, an episode in Entourage, the producers of Entourage released an ad in Variety in the US... Uh, a full-page ad saying that Aquaman had beaten the box office record made by the Spider-Man film. I haven't called Aquaman. So, so that's a really big movie. No, it doesn't exist. It oh, only exists is, in Entourage. But this is in the real variety. Yes. It was a joke ad. Oh. What a, what a clever piece of publicity. I know. It was, it was funny. Yeah. It was yeah. funny at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone forgot about it. Except, of course, it's Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. In Entourage, it's Aquaman. Uh, so in, in the show, it beats the Spider-Man record. That's a huge thing. And so the producers of Entourage took out this ad to, you know, to, to do that. Uh, this week on CNBC, the anchor Joe Kernan reported that Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean sequel had defeated Aquaman's box office record <laughs> with its $132 million three-day take. Yeah, some people, Brett... Don't understand those jokes. And that <laughs> is I the box cutters news. It. I was just playing dumb. Hi, I'm Josie Pirelli from Chart Busting 80s, and you're listening to the guys on Box Cutters. The Emmys, the nominations for the Emmys were released they this are, week. They were, they were. They were released just after we recorded last week's show, in yeah. fact. Oh, they wait, they wait until we finish, and then. They do, they do. Now, a couple of things struck me straight away. Best drama series yes. nominations. No Lost. Correct. No Desperate Housewives. Correct. Is this... I, I, personally, with Lost, I well, think this, this, is a, this is a travesty. There's but been... with Desperate Housewives, I mean, I don't watch it, so I don't care either way. Yeah, but Lost has been nominated for special effects. Right. Come on, you've got to be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> They've got no other nominations. So no best yeah. actors, actresses, no nothing, nothing, directing, series, and this is part of the controversy drama. of the new voting methods that you talked about last week. Yes, that's the that's controversy. A- I thought it was just that Laura Graham from uh, Gilmore Girls didn't get nominated. <laughs> oh, she didn't. I, I thought that was the controversy. She didn't. Oh. She didn't get nominated. No uh, comedy series. You know, you've got Arrested Development, which is just superb. Mm-hmm. Curb your enthusiasm, which a lot of people like. Uh, the Office, which is great. Scrubs, which is great. And then, first time nominee, Two and a Half Men. Yes. Once again, where is My Name is Earl? Yeah, that's right. I mean, My Name is Earl is brilliant and, and deserves surely deserves to be there. But you'll also notice no first run series appear in this year's Emmy nominations list. Yeah, like, and that, that was the whole point. The, the whole point of them changing, or the whole point that they said they were changing the voting, the, the nomination style, was to give it a chance so it didn't look like a rerun, so it wasn't just the same old shows. But it seems worse than ever with that. It seems more just the same old shows than, than in previous years. Yeah, well, 24 has something like 14 nominations, 12 yeah, or 14 24 nominations. 24 just goes from strength to strength in the US. I which think is there might have been a, a particular thing about My Name is Earl in the States uh, if they're taking nominations from the public because there was such a massive advertising blitz with magazines, with like 
these these electronic my name is Earl. things when you open up the page it says oh, my name is Earl really? and they were all over the place yeah and I think that people in the states actually got really annoyed at that really yeah oh okay yeah there was a there was a bit of a spoof in uh, Arrested Development that was on this week or yeah, last yeah, week yeah. about it ah right I, uh, I didn't realize that there was a spoof of that but yeah with Joe I also want to know and this is not the first time he's been nominated best actor in a comedy Larry David. Yes. The man acts worse than Seinfeld. <laughs> how could he be nominated? That, oh, that well, makes no... Maybe it's another definition of the term best. How I, could he I be will, up against uh, Steve Carell? Yeah, like, that, It just makes true. no sense. But I will take you, Larry David, and I will raise you Kevin James, the doofus from King of Queens. Oh. How the hell did he get nominated for anything? And that excellent comic actor, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Once again, no Jason Lee. Yeah. So. Which is which is just odd. And both Charlie Sheen and John Cryer have been nominated for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor uh, for Two and a Half Men. Mm. Has, has anyone watched that show? <laughs> like, any of the people voting, Josh, have Josh, they watched Josh, that show? It's a tentpole show. It, it, it's, it is apparently the most popular comedy in the States. That's just disgraceful. I know, it's terrible. A lot of, uh, a lot of programs that have already finished... Yes. ...have yes. also been nominated. West Wing, Arrested Development, Six Feet Under, Commander-in-Chief... Gina Davis has been nominated for Best <laughs> Actress in Commander-in-Chief. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle, Lisa Kudrow for The Comeback, and <laughs> Deborah Messing for Will and Grace, all gone. All gone. But uh, one of my favourites has to be Best Actress in a Comedy, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. For the new adventures of old Christine. Yeah. Yeah. What which a packet which of poison. Didn't even get a whole series. It only got half a series, and that was enough to earn her a nomination. And Stockard Channing has also been nominated for Out of Practice. Now Stockard Channing is a great actress. What's mm. Out of Practice? Oh, it's a terrible, terrible show. It it is the show that Henry Winkler left Arrested Development to do. Oh yeah. yeah uh yeah. and it's it's that one where everybody in the family is a doctor. Except for this one guy, and he, uh, you know, is is considered the the black sheep of the family. So, what did Scott Bayo leave for? Uh, <laughs> dignity. Blah blah blah. Also, also with the. Uh, oh, hang on. Sorry, I lie. My name is Earl has been nominated. Mm-hmm. Jamie Presley has been nominated for best supporting actress in a comedy. Oh, okay. Oh, well, she's she's excellent. I yes, think. I think. Uh, also, just with the miniseries or movie, the best actor and best actress nominations. It's just ridiculous. So many perennial favourites that have just been nominated again and again and For again. For example? Uh, Kathy Bates, Annette Benning, Helen Mirren, and Judy Davis. Oh, I mean, I Judy Davis. Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> but Judy Davis is there every year. With Helen some, Mirren was the. Uh, with some telly movie. Yeah, Helen Mirren. Token old <laughs> English lady. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, they're the same. And it's the same with the men John Voigt, Donald Sutherland, and Ben Kingsley. I mean, it's just the same people again and What's again ben and Kingsley again. Kingsley been done. Ben Kingsley did an HBO drama called Mrs. Harris. Where he, uh, he dresses up as the housekeeper for uh, <laughs> where his, uh, his ex-wife and kids are. Are you finished with the Emmys? Uh, no. I also want to mention the excellent Cloris Leachman has been nominated for guest actress in a comedy for her role as the grandmother in Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, excellent. She is just absolutely superb in... Yeah. In that, and South Park Trapped in the Closet has been nominated for Best Animation half an, oh, less than one hour. Up against? Oh. Uh, it's up against uh, Camp Laszlo on the Cartoon Network. Never heard of it. A Family Guy episode. 
Uh, that's the uh, one where they steal jokes from other shows. Uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary what, the Friends. Episode, the special episode where they steal jokes? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just describing the entire I'm just, series? Uh, I'm just describing the entire okay. series. Uh, another Cartoon Network show and The Simpsons, the seemingly never-ending story. I don't know what that one is. No. It doesn't say who I'm wrote it. I'm surprised the uh, Ricky... Oh, written by David Silverman. So I'm surprised the, I don't uh, think South the Park Ricky Gervais one didn't get nominated. Extras? Yeah. No, no, no. The Ricky Gervais Simpsons episode didn't get nominated. Because ah. but... uh, Extras has been nominated for Best Writing for a Comedy. Oh. And this is what I understand. Two and a Half Men is nominated for Best Comedy. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly, the thing that really makes a good comedy is good writing. It's whether it's a tent pole or not. But they haven't. Well, star sh- power. They should have a tent pole category <laughs> and, and chubby little cute boy power. Because yeah. nominated. No, no, I agree. How, best how, writing, how... best writing for a comedy, Arrested Development, mm-hmm. Entourage, mm-hmm. Extras, mm-hmm. My Name Is Earl, mm-hmm. and The Office. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good list. Right, they all make sense. In fact, that's the only category that makes sense in the whole of the Emmys. I can't wait. <laughs> I love the Emmys. They're so crap. <laughs> B- b- box cutters. B- box cutters. Ooh. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Coming up in box cutters, we've got some compelling content. Oh yes, we do. Letters to box cutters. <laughs> it'll, it'll be here eventually. <laughs> some technology discussion. Some crap TV. And next, I don't buy it. Are you one of those that follows? Follows the ads. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Very quick and very timely. I don't buy it tonight. This week, uh, it's the Nova Husey, Kate, and Dave ad. Not Supernova. No, just Nova. Just Nova radio Nova. station not in super, Melbourne. That's not Nova, Nova 100. <laughs> not Super Nova. Um, they were running running the Husey, Kate and Dave ads last night uh, during that, that uh, Honey, We're Killing the Kids and um, the house. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, Dave it's... O'Neill started at Vega the morning before. <laughs> Tuesday morning so Dave O'Neill's it, it, left uh, the Nova breakfast right. And he's gone over to join uh, Sean McCullough, Beverly O'Connor and Denise Scott At Vega Oh, Couldn't they just get rid of Beverly O'Connor She's terrible on that I don't even know Beverly O'Connor She's terrible yeah. uh, And I haven't listened So I so, so they had that ad yep. But it's yeah. false advertising you know, They've, they've uh, They've got all these setups where they're joke ads and, and they go out and visit listeners and bring the Canton speaking of hat wearing oh, yeah, choir right. kind of speaking stuff. Speaking of Nova ads, during during Rockstar Supernova, uh, the Nova radio station has a competition that says, Can you see who Nova is playing with? And they've got their little Nova person symbol. And during one of the uh, when one of the, the people are singing during the competition part of the show Mm -hmm. up on the screen will come the nova person playing the guitar but his hands are moving in such a way that it actually looks like he's masturbating (laughs) keep an eye out for it so this is non-breakfast nova people no this is just the nova human like the little nova from melbourne nova no all nova i think okay it's just a, a Wide competition I'm guessing I don't know yeah. I don't know It just looks like he's masturbating It's disgusting yeah. I don't buy it I don't buy either of them <laughs> I don't buy that <laughs> Cut! 
That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. Crap TV, Ross. If you've been keeping up with our website, boxcutters.net, you will know that the Ricky Gervais Simpsons episode got bumped by a Big Brother special to send in more unwanted bogans into this stupid friggin' house. Well, it would have obviously been an unplanned special because they bumped the other two housemates out and so they had to replace them so that the series could go long enough. My they question about that... Of, they got heaps of press both, I mean, from us and from other people about the Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais episode. It's... People have been waiting for it. Yeah. People who haven't watched Simpsons for ages yeah. have been going, right, well, I'll come back to it when the Ricky Gervais one is on because exactly. that, that exactly. brings together two, two things that I like and, and maybe it'll be good. Yep. Chocolate yep. And, and it's just yeah. it's just a complete uh, slap, turkey slap in the face for, <laughs> any, uh, well, for any of the Simpsons fans. With the Big Brother references, do they mm-hmm. just have like half a dozen people as emergency housemates in, cl- in case somebody dies, who well, are, well, who are is, sitting isolated is, from... No, they're not. Watch they're not. This, this guy was working... One of the guys said he was working in a cafe on last Friday afternoon and got the call that he's, that he's going on Big Brother. This is part of the point. There, there goes your two weeks' notice. <laughs> yeah. <they've>, <laughs> I think his family owned the cafe, so I think it was okay. But still, they have their first-run people who they put in the house. Yeah. They have their second-run people who the are intruders. intruders. They have their third-run people who are the second lot of intruders. We're down to the dregs by now. I mean, we're down to the dregs with the first-run people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, We've never been out of the dregs gonna... for Big Brother. Yeah. And the thing is with Big Brother, there's three weeks to go. Now, they, there's six people in the house. There's three weeks to go. Now, I'm no mathematician, but... Surely, if they're just getting rid of one each week, they're still going to end up with three housemates. Why do they need to send in an extra two people at this point? So they can have a surprise double eviction, Ross. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't it be more of a surprise double eviction if they didn't have it? Never mind. Uh, but couldn't they... Uh, like, they could have done something far more interesting. They could have got sent in people who'd already been bumped out of the show. They could have sent in the, most, the two most recent people who got voted out. They could have sent in... They could have had an audience vote. They could have sent in chickens. I, it just... I was, I was thinking just, just a guy in a clown suit with a chainsaw. Well, it's funny you should, you should say that because the way Big Brother decided to do it was... It was it was a disaster waiting to happen. He he had this plan where they're doing a pirate task at the moment, which from what I've seen, I haven't been watching much. But they download heaps of television. No, from the no, internet. no, no. The other sort of pirate. Right. They've got a pirate ship, a mock pirate ship in the backyard. I think it's in the spa. Could this and have anything to do with the fact that Pirates of the Caribbean two came out last week? Oh, possibly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they're they're basically, from what I understand, its task is just them standing on this ship going ar ar. And and that's pretty much it. So they've got to do that for the week. Big Brother had this great plan. And where, are they not allowed to sit down? I was yeah, watching a bit like of that. Update last night. And well, well, Big Brother had this plan where he was going to dress one of the housemates, one of the new housemates, identically to Darren. And he was going to call Darren into the diary room. Which happened. And the new housemate was going to run out. Which happened. And then he was going to give them the plan of, you know, the orders for what they had to do. And they were all going to name off... And when it got to Darren's name, 
Darren wasn't going to say his name. But everybody the, picked it. <laughs> you're ruining my story. I'm sorry. And he would rip off his Brett's disguise. Brett's ruining someone's story. Satan is a good man. <laughs> <laughs> he would rip off his disguise and they would all say, oh my God, you're not Darren. And he'd go, no, I'm Max. And it just didn't work at all, a bit uh, like this story. <laughs> uh, it was, it was one of the he, lamest things I've seen on TV. He ran out of the house and they all go, that's a different person. That's not Darren. What? What's going on? And then... Who are you? Then this poor Max guy had to say, no, no, I'm Darren. No, no, read the instructions. And took about five minutes to get them to Aww. read the instructions. Eventually, they all <laughs> named off and he had to go, ah, oh, but I'm not Darren, I'm Max. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> oh, that's terrible, big brother. It is. It is terrible. I, it's just pointless sending new people into the house at this point. Even uh, an intruder of Vesna-esque popularity can't possibly be can't possibly win. They've been in this house, the main housemates, for 10 weeks now. Nobody in the public is going to let some Johnny-come-lately who's been in for three weeks win the whole of Big Brother. I think they should just to teach them a lesson. Oh, really? I'm going to start that campaign now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, just back to, to what we were actually talking about. What's the name of the episode that uh, Ricky Gervais has written? Uh, it is called... Uh, it's the one that's on next week. It's called uh, Take Take My Wife. Oh, no, Homer Simpson, This Is Your Wife. This Is Your Wife, yep. So that is on this so that Tuesday night at 7.30. Unless there's as, more as turkey slapping no, yeah. and who knows. But really, it's all crap TV. It is. Tom Elliott here from a variety of different media organisations. 3RRR, 3AW, Channel 7. Mornings with Kerry ann Inside Business on a Sunday with Alan Kohler. I like to spread myself around and so should you. Listen to the box cutters on the internet or any other media you can find them. I think it's educational. I think it's fascinating. I think you might even learn something you didn't know before. Listen to the box cutters. I always do. He does spread himself around. He does, but he's so good at it. Um, now, I wanted to talk about something uh, because I've, I've got a personal interest in it and with the new digital uh, legislation that, that uh, the government's talking about bringing in. I told you, Brett, we can't talk about your porn collection on the show. Oh, God damn it. And that's the end of that segment. Uh, <laughs> um th- I've been looking around for for a, for a solution, a PVR DVR um, solution. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and and have been looking online and going down to JB and and the like. And I almost went there. I almost got like you know a hard drive DVD combo type thing. And then I thought, hang on, hang on a second. If I'm going to do that, if I'm going to get a new piece of equipment, then I, I want to make sure that it's actually going to last me. Mm-hmm. Ergo, I want a digital tuner in there. Mm-hmm. You can't get them. There's one hard drive TV recorder that mm-hmm. exists that has a digital tuner. There are no outputs at all apart from the RCA outputs. Right. So you can't, you can't burn DVDs in there and you can't network it or there's no firewire connections or anything like that. But apart from that, there is nothing. I, really? had, I had the same problem recently when... Uh, I was shopping around for my parents who wanted a, an LCD TV. And the idea that you could buy a television that is made for digital signal that doesn't have a digital tuner built in... Is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then you have to spend another $400 on a digital set-top box. And with the announcement today uh, about the digital TV stuff and the new channels coming in, anybody who buys a TV today, today that isn't with the digital tuner is throwing away their money uh, in two years, three years' time. What, 
2007, well, I think they're talking about bringing in the new channels. Um, without without a set top box, it's a waste of time. But there's there's also the situation where a lot of the TVs that are for sale at the moment, even though they're LCD or plasma, aren't actually high definition televisions. Uh, a lot of them only go up to 576i. Uh, very few 1080p televisions are out there, which is the, the uh, 1080 lines in a yep. progressive and scan in, in mode. In fact, there isn't a home theatre sound system that you can get today that actually uh, utilises the full potential of uh, HD, the 1080a format. Which is, it, it's all quite ridiculous. But Brett, what I want to know is why don't you just go out, buy yourself a digital tuner card with dual, with dual input? And uh, make your own PC DVR. Mm. Couldn't you buy a media center? I could, but I don't really want to spend that much money at this point. Well, mm-hmm. when you're looking when you're looking at a a, a DVD hard drive recorder uh, with a, a digital tuner in it, you're still looking at six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, with with the prices coming down, I reckon you could put together a media center PC for about eight or nine hundred dollars. And you can burn DVDs on it, and you can network it with with your home computer, and you can do everything that you want to do with Potentially. it. Potentially, but I mean, it's just appalling that there are so many systems out there that basically have that old are, technology that are going to be obsolete, yeah. and and that there mm. isn't actually an option. Well, there is to, there is an option. Go... Take the law into your own hands <laughs> and make your own media center. Mm. That's really all you can do. But there's shelves and shelves and shelves of, these, of DVD you know, recorders, this redundant yeah, technology. Yeah. Yeah, that, which is which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've asked this before, but I think off air. What's the difference between a PVR and a DVD recorder? A PVR just has a hard disk, doesn't it? No, a, a PVR has allows you to, to catch up with live TV. A PVR will uh, link to an electronic programming guide. Will let you program what shows you want to record based only on their name. A PVR, mm-hmm. you can say. I want to record The Simpsons whenever it is on. Right. And, and it will do that. And it will do that based on the, what it's getting from the from the electronic program. Whereas right. a DVD recorder, you'd have to... You still have to have set to it set like it a VCR. Play. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And, and you probably have a limit on, on the number of program slots that you've got as well. With a, a DVD recorder? Yeah. No. No? With no a, a DVD recorder, you can... Seriously, oh, there's, no there's a limit, but there's... There's a limit to everything, Brett. It's what well, not not with the uh, the electronic programming guide. Oh well, it if just you just starts... tell it to record Simpsons whenever it comes on, then that could be. But it's still uh, you've still got the limit of your hard drive. Well, sure. I I don't understand what. But you're if you're asking. watching it off it at the same time, so if you're keeping your hard drive clear, then you you. Anyway. So, what would you recommend for people who want to buy either a PVR, DVD recorder, or TV? I'm holding off at the moment. You'd hold off? Because I'm not going to buy old technology. I might go the media PC, media mm-hmm. center PC. Mm-hmm. But uh, would you advise solution? others to hold off? Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't buy a, a, um, a deck, what's it, the component piece with a, with an analog tuner. Okay. And, th- and there are TVs now that have digital tuners in them. Lerva, I know, has digital tuners, and maybe LG are starting to do it as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, still pro- it's still symbolic of, of the problems of uh, the digital system that the government chose to go with, mm. which was about kowtowing to the media owners mm-hmm. at that time three years ago. I say revolt. Mm.
Fox Gathers. Over to you, Ross. Over to me. I, I would like both of you and uh, and our listeners, if there are any left, to uh, to cast their mind back to a couple of weeks ago, about three weeks ago. Picture picture three weeks ago in your head. Was that when you went here? Yeah, it was yeah. about it was about. Uh, it we had was Tom Elliott, and we had episode forty. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, and um, yeah, it was it was a pretty good show. I've I've had a listen to it. Just yeah, before. it wasn't a bad show. It was yeah, you know, a bit it, messy. It wasn't too bad at all. Do either of you remember the letters segment from that show? Yes, we had a letter from a long time listener, first time writer, a young Miss Anna Boxcutter. Who yes, that's right. Was. Complaining about <laughs> Channel Nine's treatment of the Six, six Feet Under. Under. Is this is this yep. raising any memories yep. for you? Yep. What happened next? Uh, I read out the letter, and I'd already recorded over Six Feet no, Under. No, that's because not I what I just night. just what happened after you read the letter. Uh, tell us, Ross. You proceeded to do a blow by blow spoiler of what happened in the last five minutes of Six Feet Under. So poor Anna Boxcutter listens in, <gasps> oh, thinking, no. "I wonder if Boxcutters have read." Was blow by blow? As, I wonder if Boxcutters have read my letter. Oh, it's my letter, and then she gets a big <laughs> fat spoiler from Brett. And I've reread her correspondence, and in no part does she say, "Please describe <laughs> what happened to me in Six Feet Under." I just said it went through Claire's life. Now look, you're not off the hook either, Josh. And I think you're both <laughs> equally to blame for this. Why? I don't care about Six Feet Under that's, or his viewers. That, <laughs> that's exactly the point, because in my absence, firstly, you were supposed to control Brett and, oh, and his spoilers. I and can't second, even control him when you're here. And you're you're secondly, the news. Secondly, you're saying I, that like I'm trying to give away spoilers every single week. You are. Yeah, that's you, the point. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> Spoilers. And to, in, in, and, my, in and, my defense, no, Ross, no, no. Okay, keep going. And fine, fine. Perry, I know keep what going. happened. As soon as Josh, uh, as soon as Brett mentioned six feet under, Josh, you just went six feet under. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Run your spoilers. I'm having, I'm having a nap. I don't give a crap. The, <laughs> the thing is that episode had already aired. That's true. That's true. And I don't remember in it. I don't remember the the content of Anna's letter other than saying, uh, "Channel Nine, how crap." Yes, that's and true. She, she, that's true. There is a stop button on the on the MP3 player of whatever. <laughs> but how would it she? Is. How would she know when to start again? <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. It's not like the radio. But just the volume. Um, but <laughs> I think I think I'm uh, I'm as as much to blame for this situation as anybody else because we because you went her, on holiday we promised her our copy of Six Feet Under <laughs> and you? I forgot about it and I recorded over it. <laughs> oh, poor Anna. Did we find so a torrent for uh, for Anna? She she did find it. Her roommate looked it for a torrent apparently and found it, but only in French. Oh. So she's still not seen it. So I don't think she's still seen it. Tell, tell you what, I'll find a pauvre, torrent and I'll... I'll if she just watched pauvre, the, pauvre Anna. <laughs> if she just watched the last few minutes, though, she wouldn't need, a, she wouldn't need it in English because there wasn't any speaking. No. It was no, just the song. It was just people dying. And she wouldn't be able to understand the credits. <gasps> yeah, she wouldn't. Because it'd be all in French. Uh, no, I, I, think, I think we should have a policy on this, and I think <laughs> it's bad luck. If shows have gone to air, you can expect spoilers on Vox if, they, if they've gone to air in Australia. If they've gone to air in Australia, you can, you can expect, expect spoilers, spoilers on Vox well, in, in Melbourne. Because yeah. otherwise we'd never be able to talk about <laughs> television anywhere. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's, that's fair enough. <laughs> 
letter for you. No, I'm just the postman. The postman. The postman. It's that time again. Time for letters to box cutters. Now, uh, but this letter wasn't to box cutters. This wasn't no, this, to box cutters. This, this happened to uh, appear in Mel, one of Melbourne's dailies, uh, The Age, mm-hmm. today. So we should. So that's Thursday. Thursday's Age. Yep. We Thursday, should just retitle this July. Letters in box cutters. <laughs> but but the rest the rest of the segment will be letters to box cutters. Deal or no deal. Everyone keeps using the phrase deal or no deal. Re Howard V Costello as the host of Deal or No Deal Channel Seven. <laughs> I'd I'd call it like this. Costello says deal. Howard cries no deal. Howard says, well, even if it was a deal, I'm exercising my second chance option. Costello. Oh then has to play his double or nothing card. At this stage, it's anyone's mega guess, but I'm sure we'll crack this super case after the, after the parliamentary break. What? Andrew O'Keefe, Sydney. What a cock spank. (laughs) Do you think he really wrote it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really, I think he really did. I think he wrote it and sent it in. And I think today channel seven publicity have been hiding in shame. I reckon, I reckon he said it to every single newspaper in the country. (laughs) What a cock spank. Including all the leaders, the the local weeklies. (laughs) Hey, uh, Gabby Boxcutter wrote in, uh, Mm -hmm. her email address is, no. Regular correspondent, Gabby. Yeah, she she writes in a lot. Yeah. And uh, she writes into hooray oh, sorry, at boxcutters.net. Gabby Boxcutter? She's Gabby Boxcutter. Or Gabob. Gabo. 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 No. Gabo. No, she's not. Gabo's some, coming. She's not some ventriloquist Gabo, Gabo, Gabo. <laughs> uh, Gabby, next time you write to us, let us know. Yeah, Gabby Boxcutter or the other thing. <laughs> Gabo, Gabo, Gabo. <laughs> Hey, Gabo. Box Cutters, just read your little note about the World Cup, which is the note that I put up on uh, boxcutters.net earlier this week about how I, I, I had to wake up I, half an hour earlier. A valid concern. <laughs> a valid concern. <laughs> she thought Sunday night was so wild. She writes, I'm a little wog girl, so I was buzzing all week, and when Sunday came, I couldn't contain my excitement. I stayed up all night, went to the soccer club I play at to watch the game on the big screen in a room filled with a bunch of other wogs and watched my team win. She then stood on the uh, Parliament steps with some psycho wogs. <laughs> they have all kinds of Kiss wogs, actually. Was... <laughs> Singing the national anthem <laughs> and all <laughs> other kinds of cheers. It was a great moment, and she didn't get home until 10 a.m., she says it was just so freaking awesome. She can hardly wait another four years for when it's Australia's turn to win. Yeah. Oh, good. Good well, on you, Gabby. Well I'm done glad. to all those French yeah. supporters out there. <laughs> good. I'm glad to have a good time. A letter from Kerry Kerbo, whose uh, picture you can see on the Boxcutters website at boxcutters.net. I'm starting to feel like a Boxcutters groupie. I might have to start hanging around the studio in trashy clothes while you record. I'll probably also have to have sex with at least one of you. I don't think this was meant to be read out, Brett. <laughs> or I could just stop emailing. I, well, now she will. <laughs> I think... I, 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 I'm sure that we could... I'm sure we could, we could fix you up for the alternative. So just <laughs> don't stop emailing, Kerry. Oh, and go... And, and after that comment, you might have to go have a shower. This is uh, just... We mm-hmm. always love those. You can send your letters to hooray at boxcutters.net and we're going to finish the whole thing off with some compelling content. <laughs> but 
to start the show. So- Love nothing better. Download the hell out of it. Before we get into compelling content, oh, I've should... been waiting all show for it. <laughs> We're this close. I know, you, I know. I know. Just hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Letters to box cutters can be sent to hooray at boxcutters.net. Yes. And we love them. We do. We, we do indeed. And, and start a discourse with us. Yes. Yes. That would be a very good idea. Compelling yes. content. Compelling content. Hey, uh, Top Gear is coming back on. Fantastic. It screens on Monday, next Monday, whatever Monday that is. The, no, 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 the Monday July. the 18th of July. No, and, uh, 17th of July. And yep. SBS have been able to get around the scheduling conflict between Top Gear and Mythbusters by chucking Mythbusters into the 8.30 slot. Oh. Has done that for the last couple of weeks. Oh, good, because I've got nothing to watch at 7.30 on a Monday. So that's going to be great. So, th- so oh, they must what be... About, what about uh, the Siggy Thornton thing? What's that called? <laughs> What's, What's good, good for you? you? Yeah. What's good for me is watching Top Gear. <laughs> they should have... Uh, the, the original plan was to oh. run out of Mythbusters and then start with Top Gear. So I'm wondering if they decided to try and build on the success of the World Cup. Yeah, In fact, maybe. I think you're wrong. In fact, I don't think Mythbusters is on at 8.30. It has been, uh, but it's not on <laughs> this week from 8.30. <laughs> That's I guess, the sort of compelling content. I guess, I guess Mythbusters has finished, but it was in the 8.30 slot. Yeah, because I had to stop recording Four Corners so I could record that. You need a PVR. Yeah, you really or do. Or a DVD recorder. Whatever you, you, you need. You need a dual tuner. You really need one of those. Well, see, I was just going to get a third deck, but with DVD and hard drive. But not now. Not don't, this week. Don't come here with your hip-hop speak. <laughs> uh, speaking of Top Gear, Brett, I watched some of the car show mm-hmm. during the week, the mm-hmm. Channel 9 car show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you say you haven't seen any of Top Gear. When, when you see... Well, I saw it in the UK. Uh, it's so... And I'm, I'm pretty sure... I, I came back here from the UK in 1997. I'm pretty sure the last season that I saw in SBS, I'd seen in the UK. No. It's, the last it's very season, old, the ones that they're the showing on SBS. The last season on SBS was the 2004 season of Top Gear. Yeah, well, that's two years ago. Yeah, but it's not 1997. Anyway... I was just making a point. The car show has <laughs> no... Yeah, but it's a foolish point. The, the car show has not a patch... On Top Gear. I actually know David Morley, so I kind of like watching him right. doing mm. his thing. Right. Hard luck for any of the people in Melbourne who wanted to see the influentials, which included Survivor creator Mark Burnett and uh, Bob Geldof and Malcolm McLaren and oh, this some was other a guy. Thing. This was a live thing. They were doing Tickets a, were like $100 million each. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, they didn't sell enough of them. Oh, really? I think it was 800 for individuals and something astronomical for groups. So they didn't sell enough of them, so, so there's, there's no... No, well, obviously they sold enough of them in Sydney and possibly in Auckland because part of the tour is still going on. They're just not coming to Melbourne. Right. Mm. That's, that's really interesting because also mm. uh, up on the Rove Live website... Compelling. Last, that is compelling. <laughs> last week, uh, Mark Burnett was up there as a guest and then he was taken off as a guest. Ah, uh, well, I'm assuming then, yeah, that they just... Didn't bother to fly him out. Bob Geldof's here at the moment, but um, they probably just... Oh, Do you think Andrew Denton will have another chat with him? I don't know. Maybe they could talk about, you know, <laughs> shaving patterns. So, uh, is it? Is it? Am I wrong to have the feeling that, that Bob Geldof's just on Denton every single freaking time he's here? Oh, they they oh, love yeah, each right. other. 
you spoke earlier of uh, Honey where killing the kids badly morphing the kids with digital animation. <laughs> yes, and and freaking how many how many times do you have to watch the sequence of the lights coming up in the white painted brick know, room and the, the, the sliding in, door in prison or something? It was ridiculous. Yeah, the parents have to go into. Did you see any of it? No, the parents have to go into prison, a prison like room, and the lights have to dim, and and then the yeah the morphing starts and the doctor whatever her name is is just had a charisma bypass. Hey, yeah. What do you mean the morphing? What what happens? They put skinny kids in a room and then no, they no, make no, them no, look no. fat. No, fatty, no. fatty kids and, and morph them to 40 years of age. What they're going to be like at 40. And Dead. Oh, yes. And did you notice the hairstyles? Yeah. And they were smiling <laughs> they were in the smiling. skinny ones. Yeah, yeah. It was freaking ridiculous. So in the, in, the, uh, in the original ones that they morphed, they look like police identikit photos. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. And I'm waiting for the one the, that finishes up with the noose around the neck yeah. at about 38. They yeah. just can't deal with yeah. it anymore. I love. I love that. If you keep feeding your kids the crap you're feeding them, they are going to turn to crime. Yeah. <laughs> but then they uh, they redid it, and because they were now eating apples instead of potato chips, they suddenly looked like supermodels. <laughs> And Aww. so they report back to this prison room every <laughs> yeah. week, and and they get they get shown again and again and again the 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 morph movies when they come back in, and then they get given the new rules. Oh, it sounds like Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah. That's just terrifying. It, it's just basically and you. It's just basically you are what you eat, but with some digital animation. And at the end of the first week, it was uh, more about telling off the mum and and her letting down. Well, the that's team. what it's going to be. Honey, we're, you're ki- honey, we're killing the kids. I think it's always going to be about the parents. Hey, I... Uh, it's not going to be about the kids. Before we... Um, hey, kids, we're killing each other <laughs> or ourselves. Hey, kids, put down those guns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before Don't be we, so reckless. Before we sign off, uh, <laughs> Betsy, who is uh, one of the people who helped design our box cutters logo. She's, mm-hmm. she's proudly sporting a box, a box cutter's cutter t-shirt. t-shirt. Uh, she? She, no, oh. no. She, she, like all of our other uh, winners, still hasn't received that. Yet. Have we still got that list? Uh, yeah, I've still, got, I've still got the list. Your t-shirts are coming. Uh, she and her partner Scott are going through a hard time at the moment. Listening? Brett, I'm talking, Sorry. you insensitive asshole. Betsy and her partner Scott are going through a really hard time at the moment, so we send our thoughts out to them, uh, and I hope they get through it uh, well. Yes. And uh, and you know, good luck for the wedding. Yes, that's all going to go great. Oh, I, I also had to mention uh, I now have a full collection of Simpsons figures. Oh, fantastic! Yes, I. So you were missing four I, when we last I, spoke. Oh well, I'm still missing some, but uh, they're the ones I don't care about. Right. I'm missing a Tina Ballerina and a. Uh, Corporal punishment. Oh, I could have gotten your corporal punishment. Yeah, you see, I, I just really, I'm not, not that sure. Right. But I, I uh, like all good TV. I am on to repeats. <laughs> Excellent. So you've got, so you've got doubles. Of I've something. got doubles. Well, I've got doubles of all of them. Now, and how did, how did you end up, for a few? How did you end up finding the the ones that you were missing? That's all of them. I, uh, <laughs> I, I uh, drove around to lots of coals and shells in the middle of the night, and, <laughs> and, and when they get their deliveries, yeah, and, and had to do some <laughs> judicious box ripping to try and get them. But if, I, if you could find the truck, you could just follow it around. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And eventually, to get the Maggie, I had to buy a whole collector set. Oh, really? Which includes a gold Lisa. Oh, which I'm assuming they just painted a whole lot of Lisa's gold because no one really wanted them. No, that's mm. that's fair enough. They yeah. they just looked a little bit too much like Doctor Ruth. Yeah, that is Box Cutters episode forty three. 
it's a, it's an it's a, about the Madame Tussauds when they have Lisa in Madame Tussauds and and they just put her head on it, but uh, it's Doctor Ruth's body. <laughs> that was Box Cutters episode forty three. I, I like that compelling content. I look forward to that next week. It's, it, it'll it'll be here. Oh, I'm so glad we changed the name from Junk. <laughs> I know it's, it's so much more apt, isn't it? Oh, we we'll call it apt next week. I reckon nobody's going to switch off before the ending next week. Thanks to 3RRR in Melbourne, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. 102.7 on the FM band or rrr.org.au. That's rrr.org.au to listen to them live streaming anywhere in the world. If you have real player. Uh, you can check out our blog. Or Jet Audio. At boxcutters.net. And same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> it's too early, oh, Ross. <laughs> too early. And you can email us, hooray, at boxcutters.net. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. <laughs> Ross McQueen. <laughs> do it now, Ross. Do it now. <laughs> it makes no sense. I know. Same bad time, same bad channel. Ross McQueen. Hello. <laughs> I will continue to be... This is ridiculous. I continue to be Brett Cropley. You will as continue I have to be ridiculous. Been not this episode because I'm... Breaver. <laughs> but, uh, hey... Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. <laughs> Check us out again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Oh. <laughs> if he's not going to do it. <laughs> I quit. Hey, <laughs> let's be careful out there. <laughs>